Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey folks, welcome to The Hang, live from Soho, London. This week, I'm hanging with Natalie Mae Paris. When we recorded this podcast, Natalie was about to end her reign as one of the longest-serving queens in six. We're also going to talk about her incredible social media presence, how it always brings me joy and inspiration. Natalie Mae Paris, welcome to The Hang. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, we're going to hang... Today, you said you were you were recording. Is that? A- I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it something like you say for functions, gigs around? This is post six, which we'll get into. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, um, a lovely guy called Dale. Um, he contacted me. He's got um, a band called the West End Function Band. Well, that's great. What kind of material will you be doing? It's all sort of well. I mean, the poem I like was um, somebody else's guy by Jocelyn Brown, which I'm. I just love that song mm-hmm. anyway, um, and all just like fun pop songs that I guess you'd hear at a wedding or a, you know an event, something like that. All good, all good stuff. Well, I know you're going to bring the joy because if anyone <laughs> follows you on Instagram, I, anytime I, I I look you up or whether it's Instagram or YouTube, I end up going down a rabbit hole for quite some time. <laughs> I'm such a fan and I truly am that. And I remember when I reached out to you originally, it was because I went down this over an hour rabbit hole listening to you sing on YouTube and it was your version of Castle on the Cloud, oh, yeah. which I was like, I didn't know I needed this in my so life. So silly. <laughs> but it was something really special about you. you have, you're have you such an amazing artist and there's something, I don't know, within you internally, your voice, your musicality. You you have a, a lot of class about how you approach this as an actress. Where did that all come from? What's your background? Oh my gosh! Um, I mean, ever since I can remember, I've just always sung and just like made up shows <laughs> with my brother, forced my brother into it, and all my friends like make up shows of me in in the house and for my parents. Um, but yeah, I just I've always always sung. I remember my. Well, my parents are musicians. Um, my dad's a double bass player, classical um, double bass player. And my mum, she used to sing and she used to 
teach violin and stuff but she she never like did that as her main career but she worked in the same orchestra as my dad so I've I've been surrounded by music and like a variety of different styles of music my whole life my they love jazz music and soul music so I've I've always been brought up in that world mm-hmm. um and then one day I, I I was actually obsessed with Annie um and I used to sing it all the time I think they were doing like a local production of it and I begged my parents I was like please let me audition to be an Annie like I loved it so much and it was a new world for them too because they didn't really know musical theatre so um I just did this local production and it just sort of went from there really but I've just always loved it I've loved singing and performing and and all of that I tried the violin and but I was I was a mute when I was a child I was so shy really really shy and um my mum's friend actually used to teach me the violin and my mum said that I used to turn up and not even say hello I just sort of and play the violin and and sort of leave and they said that I was really good but I just didn't enjoy it I, I don't know why and my mum used to try and help me because she taught violin but we used to just clash and I, I just gave up and then I tried the piano because I'd love to play the piano but mm-hmm. I just lost all my patience with it I just wanted to know like how to do everything and I didn't have the patience. Yeah, the beginning. I regret that now. You so got to go much. through those boring bits. And I know. The repetition. Yeah. Is that something you would take up now, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I can hear chords and like guess them and sort of like figure stuff out, but I, I couldn't say I can play the piano. I wish I could. Do you think you inherited such a good musical ear? Because some of the runs and riffs that you do, <laughs> like it's beautiful and it's oh. so, you can't teach that. Is that something you think you picked up from your parents? I mean, maybe. Um, I, I, I mean, it must be in me through them because they're so musical and my dad's dad was musical and my mum's dad was musical. So mm. it definitely runs in the family. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> so where did you end up training? Did you train? I did, yeah. Um, I, I, was, oh, well, I was quite lucky to, to do some stuff um, in the West End when I was young and um, from there I met a girl who went to Italia Conti and um, and she used to tell me all about it and tell me that she used to spend half the day singing and dancing and then she'd come in, in the show that we were in together and and then the other half of the day was academics and I was like this is incredible oh. <laughs> so I begged my parents I was like please let me audition for stage school cringe um, and they weren't really <laughs> sure at first they were like oh I was at quite a good school at the time and um, and I was like, please, I, I really want to go. And it was in London as well. So mm-hmm. um, I would have had to have travelled. Um, but they let me audition and uh, I got in. And so I went like halfway through year seven. Um, so I went to Italia Conti for pretty much all of my school years, really. So um, you were travelling in daily? Yeah, every day. Because we're local, aren't we, you and I? Yeah, we are, neighbours. <laughs> Essex, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you were picking the, the red line every day, the yeah, central line? the central line every day. And it was really lucky because my dad's orchestra is based um, in the Barbican, which is where Talia Conti was. So Perfect. a lot of the times it would sort of add, like he would be able to take me in and then just hop across the road to work. So Just Monday yeah. to Friday? Monday to Friday. Mm. What kind of hours were that? Um, oh, I don't know, eight, half eight till four. See, that's the maybe? problem. Like, I, I forget that back then you have a, an abundance of energy. <laughs> I'm placing myself in those hours now going, oh my God, oh I my wake God. up so early. <laughs> yeah. By the time you get back, the quick turnaround, you're back I know. to bed. Yeah. 
It was a lot, but I loved, I loved it. Well, that was a social life loved, as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And just being with like people that loved the same thing as you mm. and you were all there because you, you know, you love performing in some sort of aspect. So yeah, and all my friends were so like they had to do academics all day, and I was off singing and dancing <laughs> for half the day. It was great. <laughs> How long before your parents were like, "All right, this is okay"? <laughs> um, I think after like the first term, once I really settled in, and and I think once they felt comfortable with the journey and and all of those things, then they were like, you know, they've always supported me. They were they were happy that I was happy. So yeah. That's just it, right? You got <laughs> to chase the joy, chase I the know. passion. Yeah. So what did you do before that in the West End? You said, so you were a child actor? Yeah, I um, I did Les Mis twice. Um, uh, Chitty oh, Chitty Bang Bang. I, remember yeah, I think you were in it. I then, know, we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, we did. What year? Oh my God, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, The first time I was eight. Oh my God, I was eight. That's so young. Um well, so if you were eight, that means out. I was still an adult in the show. <laughs> so how old is that? <laughs> um, I'm trying to work out. I'm terrible at maths. I'm trying to work out how many years ago that would have been. Uh, was I Andras? I think so. Oh, I, do you know what? I've actually got a memory book of all the shows that I did. I've got two memory books where I had pictures with everyone. So I'll try and dig them up and see if I can find them. That's amazing if that's yeah. the case. Because we have another connection too. You did a, a Sunday course somewhere. Wasn't I oh, part of um, that? It, yeah, Michael Xavier's. Uh, it was called Western Masterclass. That's at the right. Time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the one time I, I did was a workshop. There. That's right. Yes. That's yeah. crazy. I know. I know. I remember when they announced you were coming in. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I've got to be really good. <laughs> I'm just sat here thinking, How old am I? <laughs> okay, so. Obviously, we got to jump into six, and I'm trying to bridge the gap between <laughs> where we left off to six. Because six has been a phenomenon. Yeah. Like it's worldwide. Wild. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say I still haven't seen it. And I promise I'm, I'm going to do my best. It's uh, Every time I like make a plan, life goes, ah, you're going to do this. Yeah. But I want to try and see you because at this point when we're talking, you got four weeks left. Four weeks, yeah. What What is it about that show? Why is it taken off? It, it's like it speaks to a generation, but I yeah. think all ages do enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, that's the... The most incredible thing is that a lot of it has has been this the new generation, the millennials, whatever you want to call them, um, social media, you know, all of that sort of age of of people. It it has been heavily them. They're the fans, but you know, there's people of all ages who are fans of the show, which makes it even more special because it's it just. I think it, it it's empowering. It's feel good. Um, it's it's in some way relatable to, I think, every single human being that can come and watch the show in some way. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's the magic of it, is that it's not just for, like, the young, new fans of musical theatre. It's it's for everyone and everyone that loves live theatre. And um, I think it just it makes people feel safe as well and quite accepted in, in its message. So I think that's why it sort of speaks to a lot of different people well and we absolutely need that more than ever because yeah. i feel sometimes we're regressing and i'm like what, mm-hmm. what is going on in yeah. the world? it just so as an actor here i'm interested in the process of that so was it just a random your agent goes there's this new show was it, was it yeah, a, were you literally. there from the workshop stages i was yeah there from the workshop 
And I've, I've always felt like I've been somewhere in between like the pop world and musical theatre. I've always felt like I've sort of never quite known where I fit. Um, Which is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of a kind, Adelaide. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just got this, as you do, like this brief from my agent that said they're looking for, there's a new show and they're looking for like pop e singers. Um, and it's about Henry VIII's wives, but like a Beyonce pop concert. And I was like, huh? What? Like, what is this concept? So um, you, no one had heard of the show? No you know, because sometimes there's a buzz about... There's no, nothing. I, I knew nothing. Okay. Um, and they just said, bring a pop song. And I was like, fantastic. It's really up my street. So... Um, What'd you bring? If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Very nice. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so I just sort of went in, not really thinking anything, just sort of sung the song. And they were all really lovely. And the two writers were in the room, I remember. And, you know, normally when you go into an audition, it's so scary and people don't really give anything away. And after I finished... They were so lovely and they clapped and I was like, what is happening? Like, this is so bizarre. I just got a really nice feel. Um, and then they called me back. And, and even at that point, we were just sort of learning choreography to a, I think it was a Christina Aguilera song. And mm -hmm. we saw a tiny bit of the the first bit of the text of the show. And it's hilarious now to think of people's interpretation of what it actually is. Um, and then we just sung another pop song and it was so sort of like chill. I didn't really, still didn't really know much about it. Um, and then they called me in again and they said, there was another girl there and they said, can you just both come in? Um, and they, they gave us um, a chorus of Heart of Stone, which is what I actually yeah, sing. Just, um, and they said, that. oh, we're just going to note bash it if you could just quickly learn it in the room and sing it. So we did that and then they gave me a, like a little monologue and there were a few other people there and we were all looking at the monologues that like just going over it in our head and they called us all in and I remember a few of the other girls went first like Amy Atkinson mm -hmm. she did her one of the speeches and it was so funny and then Christina Modesto was there too and You're she doing this in front of each other yeah it was all in front of each other um she got up and did a monologue and again it was so funny and I was thinking mine's definitely not funny and I was like I've just completely messed this up I've completely got this wrong I'm meant to be funny and I didn't think this is funny and I was really like ah because we didn't know um, and I thought go with the gut um, so I, I did my monologue which was completely different um, left and I remember I called my mum and I was like mum I, I don't think I've got it I think I've messed it up I think I was meant to be funny and I wasn't funny and you know, and I just, even though I knew nothing about the show, I just loved being in there, in yeah. the room with those people, that the creatives. Um, and I was it's like, I really process. want this. It's the yeah. process that makes you exciting. Because you're yeah. like, I, don't, I still don't know what this is, but I want to work with these people yeah. and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And they were just so lovely and so like just different to any audition experience that I'd had before. So I, anyway, I, I got it. <laughs> um and then we started to, to, to learn about the show and I was like, this is incredible. It was amazing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Did they ever talk to you? Did you ever t- speak to them about, hey, about that monologue? Was it meant to be funny? Well, <laughs> and I obviously haven't seen it, so is it meant to be funny? No, it's not. Uh, perfect. So your instinct was right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's the one that like brings the tone down and gives it heartfelt. Um, but I, one of the producers, Andy, actually, I remember we had to, the first time we, we all met each other, we had to do this photo shoot at the Tower of London and nobody really knew each other and it was all sort of... Hi, hi. It was just all a bit weird. Um, and Andy was there and he said he said something about the monologue and he was like, oh, um, that that was one of the reasons that they, they gave me the job. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Because <laughs> I, like, I was so in my head about that monologue. And he was like, no, it was exactly what they wanted. So let's so. talk about that monologue. Why, why do you think you <laughs> doubted yourself only because you were comparing? So comparison's yeah. a thief of joy. So yeah. if you hadn't seen them, you would have been... I would have just gone in there and done it. But they was, it's, it's very witty. The writing is so witty and clever. And um, everything's in the writing. You don't really have to... Obviously, you have to do a lot. But as in, like, it's all there. It's mm-hmm. amazing. They're incredible writers. Um and the writing was just genius. And I I just got in my head and thought, I don't know. I mean, now that I look back, I don't know why I even thought it would be funny because it's very clearly not funny. But um, you just do, don't you? you just, well, I guess, yeah, you saw other yeah. people on nerves yeah. take over the driver's yeah. seat. So when you get a monologue, did you have time or they gave it to you on the day? And on you the day, just, yeah. So how did you prepare? How, do you have a process of how you break down a monologue? Is there a um, go-to thing you do knowing that, okay, I got 20 minutes, so... I'm going to just look for these points. I think I just read it through a few times so I could sort of like, as if I was reading a book, as if like how I would interpret it, like mm-hmm. just reading it. Um, and then I don't know, I just try and I just try and put it into myself and think, how would I say that as me? And then try and bring that. I don't, I don't know really. I don't really have a method. And also with that amount of time when it's just given yeah. to you, I was just a bit like, ah, you know, just go with the gut, go with the gut. So, um, yeah, really. No, that's <laughs> not really great. much help, is it? I think that is important how you just read it like a book and you just, like you say, with such time constraints, you you allow your instinct, your own personal opinion to come in at that point yeah. because you just got to, you got to be brave and, and I think confidence sells, right? So yeah. whatever gave you that that clarity mm. for that moment, it could be completely different once, once yeah. you're through the gates, you know? Yeah. So you, after that, it was for the workshop. So you did the mm. photo shoot even in the workshop stages or was the photo shoot post-workshop? The photo shoot, no, was before the workshop. Um, wow. Yeah, it was sort of, it, I remember it being in the newspaper and we were, we were just all looked so <laughs> But that was so just for a mismatch. workshop. Yeah, but it was, it was, it, it had a bit of buzz about it. And, and I mean, it was a workshop, but it was still a production at the arts theatre. But it was like, there was no set. The, I remember the co- the costume that I was in was like from Zara. Like it was, it, the we did have a costume designer. So I mean, they call it the workshop stage, but it wasn't just like in a room. Let's workshop it. It was. It did feel like a rehearsal process for, and it was a performance. So you had an audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we did five or six performances of it. For um, an audience, so you I could have bought tickets. Yeah, yeah, but but no one really knew about it it was just social media yeah and and i think the ad that was in the, the ad it wasn't an ad whatever it was in the newspaper and it was it was spoken about a little bit and and, and even at that point we didn't think it would become what it was like after the first performance we just all we just all went upstairs and we were like it's quite good really isn't it <laughs> it's 
pretty special, yeah. <laughs> that's great. I love those sort of, and I, you know, you, you do certain things, you're like, I don't know how this is going to be, but mm. you're vulnerable with it, and you're like, oh, well, yeah. we're going to do our best. We'll throw mm. it all in there and see what happens. Yeah, and it was my first, like, job um, as an adult. Um, oh. So I've, I was just grateful to to have got a job. I was, I was gigging for so many years, so I was sort of out of the musical theatre world and I was just so thankful that somebody had given me a job because I know how hard it is especially when you know I, I didn't really take the traditional route to go into it um so yeah I was just so excited to just do something I had no idea it would be this <laughs> well you strike me as always always gonna have that sense of gratitude because like myself we we've come from different Mm-hmm. ways to get into business there's not one right way to do yeah. it there's, there's many ways and I think hard work and grit will always mm-hmm. out, will keep you lasting and a good good attitude and gratitude um, so what's your character's name if you don't mind me asking Jane Seymour Jane Seymour that's right yeah because <laughs> yeah, I saw it on your Instagram you had like a t-shirt someone, did someone make oh that oh my or? god a fan yeah that was amazing makes these incredible t-shirts like yeah. that was Amazing. So cool, isn't it? How that's not like merch. Uh, well, I think it is. I think it's on Etsy, maybe. Oh, but it's, it's her designs. Yeah. And she does them for quite a lot of shows. Is she allowed to do that? <laughs> I mean... Is there a copyright yeah, issue? Yeah, I mean, because it's like pictures that we've taken for our social media. Oh, yeah. So I... There's no copyright on social media. <laughs> Once it's out there... <laughs> no, no, buy her stuff. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Natalie May Paris... Jane Seymour. <laughs> yeah. You've had time with her, so it wasn't just 20 minutes. And I don't want to say, ask too much to give away, because I don't, I, I like to be a big difference between the person and the character. But how much do you think are, is there similarities between you two? Or did you then start researching and getting into the whole world that, oh, she's nothing like me, and you got <laughs> to explore your imagination? Um, I mean, I think it's a bit of both. Obviously, they're real women that lived um but it's because we're not playing them as the legit queens set when they were alive so we did a lot of research to find out about the women the women who like were incredible which we i didn't know anything about any of them um but because it's it's sort of set now and it's sort of it's like we've come back and we're these like new versions of the queens in a way um I feel like there's there's a lot of me in mm. the character because we got to create them, which is amazing. Um, but obviously there's the essence of Jane and how Toby and Lucy have written the characters in the way that they are, in their songs and how they're portrayed. But we've got to like add ourselves. So I do think it's like a combo of me and Jane together. <laughs> and with, because three years you've been doing it, right? Yeah. Three years of your life. Three years. And it's been an incredible time. It must mm. feel fresh all the time because unfortunately we had the pandemic. There was stop starts all the time. Yeah. You've moved theaters. You went basically off West End to West End. Mm-hmm. So there, it always felt like you're probably going forward and renewing it and re-energizing it. Yeah. And with any long run, even like when I've done an 18-month stand as Valjean, how it starts and how it finishes, my intentions were always the same. But you just grow. Your yeah. things, Your opinion sometimes mm-hmm. on a, a lyric changes with experience. Have you found that with Jane? Yeah. Um, if I think about how I used to sing the song to how I sing it now, obviously, like you said, all the intentions are the same, but mm-hmm. you just find so so many more things to discover. Yeah. And, um, and also because our alternates go on quite a lot, I've had a cast change and 
that changes things because somebody brings something different and you're sort of playing off with them and um and and yeah because I've had various different times to sort of re-rehearse the show I guess um and Lucy who's one of the writers but our director too we've looked at that song so many times but each time I just find something new or try something different so it, it does feel it doesn't feel like oh my god here we go again do you know what I mean it's I'd still enjoy singing the song I don't think you'll ever say that <laughs> you don't strike me as someone who's do, will be no. like you know I mean don't get me wrong some days I'm exhausted but yeah physically the, being tired yeah. is different to not wanting to do it or, yeah. or taking it for granted or mm-hmm. you know when you're tired you're tired it's yeah. tough <laughs> I've always said you know I'll always if I feel 60% you're going to get 100% of that 60% <laughs> but it's all I got today yeah. I'll do it's everything to give. <laughs> yeah it's hard you know it takes it's, eight shows a week is it's you're athletes yeah Yeah. and we don't leave the stage the whole time so it's I think people think because it's short it's easy but it's 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 non-stop (laughs) no of course of course it is so how does it feel knowing you got four weeks and by the time this probably comes out maybe it will still yeah it's gonna be close so are you ready are you scared all all of the above (laughs) um i'm ready i think it's been amazing and i'm so grateful for the last three years like i genuinely never would have thought i'd be in this situation um but i'm ready to go it's been a long time i'm ready to move on and try something new and um but i'm also scared because Mm -hmm. it's been like my safety blanket for the last however many years just all the all the feelings, but I think I'm I am ready to sort of close the door now and and just take the risk. <laughs> You're gonna cry. <laughs> I am. I cry when I, every time I leave a roll. Really? Yeah. I, and I half the time I'm like I'm gonna be fine. And come to the end of the show, I'm like God, no, it's coming. <laughs> I don't know because you invest so much. Yeah. Again, I feel <clears throat> similar in some respect with you. We put almost every ounce of our physicality in it. It becomes. Mm-hmm. like a child like a like a yeah. brother sister father whatever the character is you know and it's and the connections you make with the people mm-hmm. and it's it is scary because yeah. that's your routine that's yeah. been your life yeah not to make this harder for you oh you're gonna be God. amazing <laughs> <laughs> everything's gonna be fine no i know do you know what my song is the worst as well because it's like the sad song so if i'm feeling at all vulnerable it's just the worst song to be singing so i know i'm going to be a wreck i know i know i am i've just prepared myself for it oh good and allow yourself to be born people <laughs> want it. that's what people love that's why it's probably the show and yourself are so relatable and because with social media and mm-hmm. we'll get to your social media which i think is the most joyful thing i ever look at oh, it brings my day but the show itself has has got quite a massive following mm. i think it's been part of its success as well yeah. knowing that's the day and age we live in now mm-hmm. you know, some people don't have to do it but some people know how to I don't feel like you had to do it it was just you knew how to get people involved and get people interacting and it's yeah. how's that been for your personal yeah it, sanity when it comes to social media because I'm sure there's a lot of good and there's always a flip side to yeah it. I mean I it it was very overwhelming and I, I don't mean that in a negative way I just it, it was just a lot. I, th- you know, I before I got six, I just sort of 
I don't really use Twitter. Um, I think Twitter can be a bit of a scary place. Um, but Instagram, I've, I've always sort of used, but I've always just used it for like, just me doing me. Do you know what I mean? I, I was mm. private. I didn't really think too much into social media. Um, and then when six sort of became a bit of a thing and we were getting all these followers, I was like, oh my God, people want to follow me. Um, and I was like, I, and it, all the girls kept saying, I think you should make yourself on private. And I was like, okay. And I'd sort of took myself off private and and people were saying the loveliest things and we'd always try and reply to them and people would want messages, like birthday messages, and we'd always try and do them. And, and we were just sort of like, wow, this is this is incredible these 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 a lot of the time young people who are finding themselves through their love of the show and and they tell us that they found a friendship or they felt accepted through what we were doing and we were just like this is incredible and then it and then the bigger the show got the more and more of that sort of happened um which again was amazing but it just sort of I just feel like I blinked and all of a sudden I had all these followers and mm -hmm. and as much as they are lovely and we're so lucky that we have an incredible queendom we call them um it's overwhelming because I you sort of then have a responsibility to sort of make sure you're setting some sort of an example and saying the right thing and doing the right thing and and you know to them we were inspiring them but you know we're only human too and mm. we're still finding our feet and you know we're, we 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 want to help them but that's also not our job and yeah. you know but we try so it was it was all of that that was quite overwhelming because we we wanted to do the right thing and we were grateful for the support but we didn't have any guidance in how to like navigate that i guess um it's a good point and i don't think there is enough guidance out there because and especially now after the 18 months and continually mm -hmm. dealing with the pandemic, people are so vulnerable. And I don't think people are themselves and not to their own fault, but just we weren't used, we didn't know how to navigate a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if people use, and this is why entertainment and arts is beautiful because people can lose themselves, but the way they're losing themselves now might be different than how they normally would. Mm -hmm. But again, it's no fault of anyone's. It's yeah. just dealing with life as it is. Yeah. And everything is so divided with whatever. Even gas, you have to line up for gas so much. I don't understand <laughs> I know. what's happening. Oh my gosh. You wouldn't go out anymore. I can't drive, I got no gas. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, like that? when you say you have that sense of responsibility, I, I know what you're saying about that. And I find that a struggle because I think, no, well, it's not my responsibility. I'm mm -hmm. just an actor. But then if you sit by the pool, you're going to get wet. We're on Instagram and it's, <laughs> yeah. but then if you're going to, I guess there's, it's, it's finding that balance. So how do you feel yeah. about having that responsibility? Do you? You do it well. Again, if you look at your Instagram, how are you so... First of all, how many weddings have you gone to this year? Oh my, do you know what? Everyone keeps saying that to me. Only two. <laughs> but there was like a million Hindus. Oh, so Hindus I'm looking at. Yeah, okay. that were like, because of the pandemic, that things had to change. So everyone everyone said that to me. Oh my God, you've been so many Hindus and <laughs> weddings. Well, it's only two. <laughs> only two. <laughs> okay, my second question after that, I'm like, where do you get the energy? You were like nonstop. But I know. You never look tired. You, you always look like a million bucks. I sent you that message. Oh. I'm like, how? what is this million dollar filter you got? It's just like, but oh it's not God. a filter. It's your joy that comes out of it. Your yeah. energy comes, and your group of friends, whoever you're around, oh. you all seem to be, you have like a Thank great you. life and great people around you. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, I, I am very lucky. 
I think I finally sort of came to the conclusion with social media that I have to still be me Mm -hmm. and I can't sort of filter who I am. Um, But at the same time, I want to be the best version of me that I can be because of how much influence I sort of have on on people that follow me. So it it took a while to sort of feel comfortable. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I just want to throw my phone away and I don't want to go on it because I don't want to get consumed in it. But... um, I, I, I just try not to be anything but me on social media and just hope that, you know, that people like it, me for me. And I feel like I'm always quite a happy, positive person. So what you 100%. see is sort of what you get. Absolutely. And you are. You yeah. Know? What do you think now? Like, what's your ambitions? What does Natalie want? Oh, my gosh. Because um, you're a phenomenal actress. Oh, and I've, And that's based on things I've seen. We, we did that. What was that BBC thing we did? I remember watching you and the, the whole group. Six stood out so well because you just looked like you were having a great time. You're mm-hmm. all stu- in the upstairs, the, de- the dress circle, oh, when we yes. recorded that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But you guys all tell great stories, and you are <laughs> n- no exception. You have you're a great storyteller. So do you have a, a mental list of you know? And I hate this question. People are like, what roles have you want yeah. to play? <laughs> well, I want. I just want to work and do interesting <laughs> stuff. But is there a specific role that you've? You want to check off, like, I know Annie could still be on the cards. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably be Miss Hannigan now, and I? Annie's time has come and gone. Um, I'll be your daddy. Uh, daddy, What is it? The daddy Warbucks? Mr. Warbucks? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, don't edit that on. I'll be your daddy. I know, Cut. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's the name? Say something. <laughs> I, I used to sort of, I've, I've always wanted to be a lame Miz as an adult because, like, eight-year-old me that was a dream but I feel like after doing six and being able to sort of like create a role it's made me think that I don't know there's not one that I I feel like I could say that's my dream role and that's I need to achieve that Mm -hmm. I think I don't I don't know and I think there's so many different avenues that I'd love to explore that I'd I feel like I can't really say this is what I want to do next because I'm, I'm, I, there's a few things that I'd love to try and do and sort of see what happens. Well, one of those things is not, this is um, because I'm not hip. Do I say 7 London or SVN London or Sven London? <laughs> I think we're SVN now. SVN? SVN. Mm-hmm. Just SVN? Just SVN, yeah. You guys are... A band officially you're releasing songs and the songs have been amazing <laughs> last one wasn't the queen one there's one more after that right Somebody um yes well we did a drive-in and we we sung two of our original songs there who's writing your songs we do really yeah. what about the music who well we were working with a guy called aiden um who produced the tracks but we sort of wrote the melodies and and the lyrics and then he put the beats and the everything to match it so you have like song ready sessions you sit down okay girls yeah. we're gonna all get together Aiden yeah yeah we did we did start we with blank sort of, pieces of paper and just yeah go, literally I idea. had an idea somebody had our actual our very first song came from um when we did our reunion show which at the time was just a reunion show mm-hmm. I remember filming <laughs> Lex um who who plays Cleves um she's hilarious um, and she's always making things up. She's always singing and rapping and like just sort of making random stuff up all the time. It's so funny. And I I had a video where I filmed her just like improvising, being silly. 
And um, when we decided to do like our first writing session, I was like, there's this line that Lex was improvising. And I was like, I think that could be really cool, like as a starting point to create a song. So we listened to this one little bit over and over again. And it, and the first song just sort of then came from that little bit of inspiration. <laughs> all it takes, but that's all it takes. And that's yeah. why group songwriting is great because... Yeah. Sometimes I can't write a lick on my own. Then you sit down with someone, it's like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then suddenly it opens floodgates. Yeah, and it was it was amazing because how much we bounced off each other and and worked with each other. I think sometimes too many cooks, you know. Yeah. But actually, it was like, it just really worked. Everything just sort of fell into place. And yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. So, so who's managing it? Uh, well, we don't we don't technically have a manager. We wanted to sort of do it ourselves for as long as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we knew that everyone has had to go back into their shows and finish off yeah. their contracts, and everyone's doing amazingly well, which is amazing. Um, and because it sort of went somewhere that none of us thought it would go, um, it was all sort of a bit of a whirlwind. So. At the moment, everyone's sort of having to finish their contracts and um, and everything. But hopefully there's some things in the pipeline for the new year when everyone finishes. So um, I guess you guys put out some plans like, okay, well, this would be good to do once we can get together. Yeah, yeah. And what about editing the videos, your styling, the BTS stuff you guys do with the backstage? I mean, we sort of... Do you have of, a team around you? Yeah, I mean, we sort of all do it ourselves, but we have amazing people that come in, so... One of the girls, Grace, her boyfriend, does most of the filming. Bless him, he's always there just capturing everything. Um, It makes a difference, though, because then you guys don't have to worry about that. Yeah. What's the boyfriend's name? Josh. Josh does an amazing job because Mm -hmm. he really captures, like when I watch these, I'm like, man, he's catching the moments (laughs) as well and the the energy and it's it's really pops off really well. Oh, thank you. And, And it's... Again, it's like that is who we are and that is how we genuinely get on and, and we have the best time together. So it was it was just fun and, and we, you know, lockdown was a horrible time, but actually if it wasn't for that, we mm. wouldn't have done it. So And that's inspired me. And like watching you girls, ladies, women do that and put that together with the Patreon, I was like, that's great because it's a great way to bring your fans to one place, supporters mm-hmm. to one place. It's a safe space, so, you know, because yeah. a lot of cyberbullying goes on these on yeah. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So here, most likely won't happen because <laughs> you're going somewhere for a certain reason. Yeah. So that's what inspired me to kind of put this app together and oh. start doing stuff like this. So you guys are even inspiring the old boy here, you know? <laughs> oh. And it's great. I'm glad you guys are going strength to strength and I hope you guys yeah. keep doing that. Thank you. Yeah, ho- hopefully. <laughs> Who's Flo? Flo? Is your car called Flo? Oh my gosh. How did you find that? I got a team now. We find stuff out. <gasps> oh my god, Flo! My car. I've actually got a new car now. Uh, Flo's gone. Flo went. Uh, Flo lasted a good nine years. Out of girl, Flo. I know she was great, but she was like a tin can. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, for the last however, however many years, has always said to me, "I actually worry about you in that car because it's it's like a, a toy car. Every bump is just." But she lasted me well. <laughs> she was fun. She was She's fun. Well. But yeah, we had to say goodbye to Flo. <laughs> okay. Well, I really hope that one day we... There's so much more we could talk about. I and I And I will. But <laughs> I wanted that conversation to come after 
hopefully I'll be blessed to be able to sing with you one day. Yeah, but me I too. Oh my God, I'd love that. I'm a massive that. fan and I think you are amazing. I know it's going to be sad, but also the next four weeks is going to be incredible for yeah. you and the show. Mm-hmm. And long may the show run because it's not closing, yeah. right? No, no, I've got an amazing new cast. So I'm going to try and come see it before, Yay. hopefully this week. Um, but I know there's going to be amazing stuff for you after this. Oh, thank and you. I like that you don't sit still. You're Like you say, you're <laughs> diversifying your passion and you're going for things that make you happy mm-hmm. and you happy on Instagram makes us happy because <laughs> when I'm feeling down look at Natalie May Paris on, on Instagram and you'll be laughing just like That's she is so now funny thank you so real quick what made you smile today oh I bumped into a friend and it was lovely to see her and we had a good laugh amazing <laughs> and a uh, first like childhood memory that comes to your mind that makes you smile um okay um doing <laughs> probably because we were talking about it so it's popped into my head doing a rendition of fame as a two person show in my living room as me and my brother playing all the characters <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> playing make-believe never goes away does it i loved it <laughs> you still do it don't you well, like you, you know, daydream get all the friends I daydream involved all, yeah, we daydream all the time we, listen we're still playing dress up for a living it's yeah what we it's do. true yeah <laughs> Nally I adore you thank you for having me see you soon you've been listening to The Hang I am Ramin Karamloo The Hang is produced by Mercy Productions and Desert Highway and recorded at Soho Live Studios check out my new app go to ramin.fan.direct where you can find brand new content giveaways and exclusive news thanks for listening Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.